Popping in the Bentley, wanna ride with me And I got my semi-tuck Riding in a Rari and I'm rolling on the bench Fucking on the flat and I'm fucking on the bed What you really want to see and I know that you it's six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. We're gonna try to get through these comics tonight, uh, but it's we're finishing at seven o'clock because the Warriors game starts right now. And uh, you guys are lucky that I'm actually here. I was gonna just cancel the whole fucking thing because I actually give a fuck about the Warriors. And it's like, you know, you guys will still be here next week, but will the Warriors? Yeah, they still will be too. All right. Uh, remember, please, that um, this is only as good as you guys want it to be if you give comments. If you have comments, please use a microphone and tell people what they are. But right now, clap your hands wildly for your first comedian of the night, Jesse Fernandez. You know, pretty pretty unstructured. This is going to be fairly unstructured. This set. I mean, structured uh, insofar as these tweets are written. Um, but then we'll. I want to see how much of and if any of it gets a reaction, uh, and then I'll know if I should tell it again later. That's generally how comedy works. Uh, <laughs> all right. So. Uh, I w- so there's like starfish and there's like jellyfish and I wonder if that marine biologist who named those things was like uh, yep that's what those are and then his assistant was like um actually and then the biologist was like uh, that uh, and then he points at kelp and he's like tree fish and he's like oh that's ro- that's rocks fish and uh, this, I don't know dick fish or so- I don't know that one's not gonna happen again uh okay so this is going good so far this is the pavlovian responses that i am looking for when i'm telling new jokes and 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 you guys are doing a great job i just want you guys to know that um okay uh do you here's like an easy way to make five hundred dollars every single day in two steps okay number one be born with very wealthy parents. Okay. Number two, just like ask them for $500 every day. It's easy. Okay. All right. I might tell that one again. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So I was, uh, I was at this green light and the car in front of me wasn't moving. And so like I honked at him, I was honking a bunch and he still didn't move. And then I noticed he had a honk if you're horny bumper sticker. And now we have like a date set up. Uh, okay. One for three is not bad. I feel <laughs> brand new, you know, it's a pretty good ratio. I mean, if you can beat that with, with brand new jokes, one for three, then, f- then fucking, I dare you to do it. Uh, it's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I have the best ratio in the game. That's, uh okay uh that's no that's not gonna work uh so so i feel like uh this is maybe more of a setup than a pun we'll see uh i feel like men shouldn't be given managerial positions just in general and that's for the same reason uh they shouldn't be given the ring from lord of the rings right see i was right about that one too because that was a setup and not a punchline so I'm going to call that two for four. Uh, 
let's see. Two for three and a half. I'll take it. Um, oh, yeah. I like riding the bus because it helps you get over personal issues like a want for cleanliness and safety. Okay. Uh, let's see. I <laughs> This is too weird. I'm... I'm like a, I'm kind of like a centaur. People say that about me. But uh, instead of having a horse body, I'm like half garlic bread, uh, just because of the uh, fucking. I'm gonna blame the horn for that, and then so I'm still two for three and a, two for three and a half. What was the ratio so far? I'm like three for I'm like three for three, right? I've huh? How dare you? How dare you? Was that a one-minute honk? Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is funny. So some of these, like, I'm killing the delivery just from uh, uh, reading it. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, if it beats the shitty delivery, then that's a really good joke. Um, my spirit animal <laughs> is a Canadian guy apologizing for a spill that he had nothing to do with. Okay. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Jesse Fernandez throwing out premises and punchlines like yes, clapping wildly. Any any comments? Anybody have anything? Bueller, Bueller. Everybody liked it. Then clap again for Jesse Fernandez. Yay. All right, your next comedian came all the way from Ronert Park. Looks like he has a big night tonight here in San Francisco. Put your hands together for Brian Thomas. I'd like to stand in the back and run up here, but I'd fucking get hurt really bad. I would like trip on the thing and my ass would bust. This is like entertaining a bunch of William Morris agents. You know the feeling? It's kind of like this guy over here. It's interesting though. I was thinking Donald Trump has done something really great for our country because what he's done is he's established a meter for a brand new standard. In other words, an inch is an inch, a gallon is a gallon, and a douche is a Trump. There you go, huh? That's really true. And this is like, and this is my first time, I, I've done, I did this years ago, so this is my first time back in public actually doing this type of thing. So I want a big hand for me. And for that, and for that, and this is actually the first time, hence the notebook. Things have changed a lot over the years. I gotta put this thing down. What's interesting though, I, I was just thinking it would be fun to feed pigeons rice because that's gonna help me to get over any kind of fear I have for the really big one because those little fuckers will explode. But what's really, what's really interesting to me, though, is that so much has changed over the years. And we're really in a different place than we used to be. Now, now things are a lot differently. We make decisions based on like what's going on around us, the world we live in. And it's a fascinating place to be. I've had some fantastic conversations with people here in the city for the, the past couple of months. It's just been amazing. And, you know, coming all the way down from fucking Roanoke Park. I didn't know I was from Roanoke Park till about three minutes ago. So that's great because I'm actually from Fairfax. But that's OK. That's a good shot. <laughs> And I'd like to be from Ronard Park because it's a good place to be from. And that's kind of how I feel. But the point is, I guess, is things are changing so much so now. And it's really interesting. So I do, impre do you like impressions? Quick impression, John McEnroe on his wedding night. It was in! Thank you very much. <laughs> and, you know, 
but it's interesting because so much has changed in the past in the past few years. Hi, and uh, come on on in. Come on on in. It's okay. Have a seat. No, that's okay. You're 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 very awkward, and that's very cool. Awkward is comfortable. It's safe, and awkward is good. Wait, you're up here for a few minutes. You want to feel awkward? I feel like a fucking olive on a toothpick up here. It's a little bit like. It's a little bit tormenting, but this is fun though because it's my first time up here and it's first time doing this, so this is fun. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, it's funny because I talked to my buddy today and I said I'm going to go do this, and really, truly, I have a really bad memory. I'm like a, re- I, you know, I came up in the '60s and the '70s, so I smoked a lot of weed, so like, so like I have no, I have no, I have no short-term memory and a really sad long-term. And the point is, is like I sit here and fucking blank. So um, that's kind of what goes on, you know that feeling? And it's kind of like there's things you wish you blanked with and things you didn't wish you blanked with, and I'm blanking, but that's okay. Um, but I'm pretty slick about it. I'm, sorry, I'm just fucking slick about blanking. And I figure, hey, here's the thing. If I get up here and blank, what's going to happen is I'm going to go home and like a speed freak, I'm going to memorize my shit. So that never, you know what I'm saying. So that's pretty fun. So anyway, that's been my time. Thank you very much. Brian Thomas, that was great. You're really comfortable on stage for having been, having not been up there for a long time. Does anyone else have any other comments? Stuff you like? He has a really great personality. Not a lot of material yet, but a lot of really great personality. So you're on your way. Is that mean? I don't mean. I'm, it's not mean. It's just the blanking thing was cute. I liked it because you were acknowledging that you're a real person. Yay, so is your next comedian. You guys are just moving right along. You don't give a fuck about comments. I love it. Go Warriors. Warriors. Your next comedian, he has the colors on that would represent Warriors, but they could also represent like Chapel Hill or some other disgusting southern place that he's from. <laughs> does, your, does your state even have, a, does Mississippi even, Tennessee, where is it? Do they even have a basketball team? Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. He's hilarious. Put your hands together for Matthew Banks. We don't play basketball because we're not gay. That's probably what they'd say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How's it going, everybody? Pretty good. I hope so. I love how people trash the South here. It's fascinating to me. Uh, because I like do a lot of research so I can argue efficiently like for the South, even though I don't agree with lots of their shit, but I like, uh, I like controversy sometimes. Um, and I was looking it up and I was like, you know, I was only here for like five days and I started to notice some things. It's like, this is really weird. (laughs) So I looked it up. Did you know that San Francisco is 5% black people? 5%. I was like, you have never even given racism a chance, guys. I was just like, holy shit. I could not believe it. I feel like, and it's crazy because like the whole like attitude of this city is like we're loving and accepting of everyone. Like that's the whole platform of the entire city. And I feel like San Francisco's relationship with black people is like my relationship with beautiful women. It's a fantasy. Um, It's just a fantasy. It really is. It's nothing but a fantasy. I feel like they're all like standing at the edge of the bay, like waving in Oakland and be like, look, if you need us to bring over a megaphone and a hateful sign, we'll be happy to. But just stay over there, okay? I don't know, man. It's weird because I I grew up around black people. It was 50% black people, 47% white. 
so i guess we were a minority in that sense but uh i don't know it's weird man coming here but uh i'm going to boston next week i can't wait man i'm going to stay with my gay friends or a gay couple and uh dude they know how to treat a man <laughs> i mean holy shit it's amazing. Have you ever stayed with a gay couple? It's the most in, it's the most incredible thing in the world. Like my pillows are fluffed like they fucking tuck in the sheets, you know, where you get in bed and you feel like you're trapped. It's amazing. They cook me whatever the fuck I want and you know, I'm leaving for a job interview. They just straighten my tie out and make sure I'm looking good. Ah, oh, it's amazing. But I'm a psycho. I am. I'm a psycho. I can't stop eating sugar, like sugar specifically. Like, you know, I'm a whore to sugar. I have no preference. Some people are like, well, what is it that you like? Is it chocolate cake or what? And it's like, I don't give a fuck what it is. Just get it in me, you know? And I'm like really fighting it. It's like a drug. I only eat it alone, like in the dark, watching Netflix. Seriously. And, uh, and I like trying to fight it. So I'm at the gas station the other night, like trying not to buy a fucking cupcake. And I'm pacing like a psycho <laughs> in this gas station. Like, God damn it, I don't want it, but I do want it. And I ended up buying like five of them. I'm sure this guy in the gas station thought I was a real nut job. Uh, but fuck him, right? He's probably racist. Uh, but uh, I don't know what else do I have. Uh, that's it for me, guys. That's pretty much all I wanted to do. Wasting time, guys. Matthew Banks. Does Does anyone have comments? I have uh, comments to start with. Hey, are you gonna do any time in Boston? Because I know a grip. That is a dumb word to say, but I'm old. I know a ton of comedians in Boston. So if you want time, I can hook you up. I'll do the Facebooky thing. We've got Brian Plum. We've got like all the guys from the from the festival this year too. Like super oh. awesome guys. And I'll just get you some stage time. Are, were you planning on doing stage time in Boston? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah. Um, Rob Crean runs Improv Boston. He's a badass. There's shows on the. I'll I'll hook you up with my people. Yay! And yay, everybody, Matthew Banks. But honestly, if any of you that I know ever go to Seattle, Portland, Boston, I kind of have those cities on lockdown. I have nobody in LA though. So if anyone ever wants to go to LA, you have to help me because I have no, I have no one in LA. Uh, but Portland. Okay, here we go. Your next comedian. Wait, wait, wait. I have a comment. Oh, great. Allison Hooker has a comment. Um, I really liked your the San Francisco's people's relationship with black people. I think that's a really funny premise. Um, and then, but when you compare it to the hateful sign, I think you're mean like people go to rallies there. Is that what you're talking about? No. Okay, well, I think there's another, like, you can make another comparison to like your relationship with women in that. Okay. That'd be funnier than, what did you mean? We'll bring a megaphone and a hateful sign. Uh, it just feels like we'll fight for you, but we don't want you around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so no, I get that. But but like the, you first compared it to your relationship with women, which was really funny. I think you could go with that again in another way that, okay. if you want. It was good though, I like that. Quickly, what dates are you gonna be in Boston? Uh, 25th through the 28th. 25th to the 28th of May. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Yay, everybody clap for Matthew Banks. Flame, but they are savage. They ain't even weird shit. These niggas, they... 25th through the 28th. I'll start sending those right now. You're an ex-comedian. He runs a really great open mic on Tuesdays that I wish that I could make it out to uh, more because it's been a while since I've been there. He's really great. You guys are going to enjoy his comedy so much. Clap your hands wildly for Greg Gettle. She up in the get pop. Pull up to your crib, get shot. Hello. Uh, so I was riding the bus over and a, a guy walked by me. He's like, you look clean. And I was like, yeah, I showered. Uh... 
And he said, no, you look like Mr. Clean, but, in, but informal. Uh, <laughs> which I don't even know what that means. He's, he wears a t-shirt and blue jeans. He's pretty informal. I guess it's me on the bus. I work in the Fisherman's Wharf, and uh, last weekend I saw a guy die on top of a double-decker bus. He had a heart attack, and they were doing CPR on him for like 20 minutes. That's insane. Uh, <laughs> fucking shit. Uh, and so, like, and his wife was there, too, and she was crying, you know, and, uh, I was, and after I got done Snapchatting this, uh, this is true, um, I Snapchat this guy dying, and, but then I looked at the wife of the, you know, he just lo- she just lost her soulmate, and I was looking at her crying over his dead body, and I just remembered, I just thought, like, I want that. <laughs> Does that make sense? I want someone to die or cry over my dead body. Like, isn't that what we're looking for? Like, love is great and all, but you really want someone to be there when you die. Because uh, dying on a tour bus is sad. Dying on a tour bus alone, much sadder. Uh, it's very sad. And the thing is, as soon as that happened, I then updated my Tinder to Tinder Plus. Uh, <laughs> Gotta find love. Do you think she wrote a Yelp review uh, after, the, after the tour? Killer tour. <laughs> Three stars. No, I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been getting out there. I'm 29 years old. Did anyone, did anyone grow up with their parents telling them if you get someone pregnant, it will ruin your life? Did you ever grow up? Like my, my parents, every single day, if you get someone pregnant, you, that's it. But now they tell me, when are you going to have a kid? You're ruining your life. Uh, <laughs> They want grand. I was like, where's that middle? You know, when did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm 29, and I was, I was watching. I was trying to get better at dating, so I was watching some chick flicks, as you do. And there was a scene in this movie where this guy went up to this barista, and he asked her out, and she was, like, not interested, and then he walked away. But then he kept doing this. Like, every single day for, like, a month, he kept showing up and showing up and asking her out. And after, like, the 30 days, she said yes, and then they, like, and then they, like lived happily ever after. And that just kind of blew me away, cause like, why would that? Like, why would? Why would like persistence? I guess that's like a turn on, right? Persistence. But like, I, I asked the girl, I'm like, would this work for you? And she's like, totally. And I was like, why would the first time not be enough? Cause like, oh, cause he didn't work for it hard enough. And it's just weird to me, cause like, being a creep, not okay, but being creepier, works out. <laughs> like, so yeah. So when women tell you you're being a creep, just follow them home. Just keep following them home over and over and over again. Never take your dick out of your hands. Just always just be as creepy as possible. That's how you're going to find love. Uh, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much, guys. You jumped out at three. Thank you so much. You are the sweetest, kindest. You guys are all being so respectful and awesome of my love of the Warriors. I really appreciate it. I'm not fucking with you. Like, thank, thank you so much for like being, um, you know, concise. You're ne- Does anyone have any comments for Greg? Besides that he's hilarious and wonderful. I, She's I, got the comment. a really quick comment. Yeah. Greg. Or not. No, don't do it. Oh, no, 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 Greg, she's got, a, she's got a comment for you. I think that there's got to be an example there. Like, when did that change for your parents between them telling you not to get someone pregnant and wanting kids? Like, something that changed in your life? Maybe when you went bald. That's a good example. That's a perfect one. Maybe there's a callback to the creep stuff. Yay! Can everybody clap for Allison Hooker looks like my um, mean old ballet teacher who was named Maureen when I was growing up, who used to hit my ass with a ruler and be like, 
Put dimples in that fat ass of yours. Put dimples in that fat ass. And she'd smack me with a ruler. Did I love getting smacked with a ruler by Maureen, the cunty woman who told me that I'd never be a professional ballerina because I was too fat? No, I did not. It built a lot of character when I was a child. Character building. Thank you, Alison Hooker, for bringing back that beautiful memory. Your next comedian is a young, hilarious guy. He's been coming back again and again, and he keeps getting funnier. Everybody, Chris Vialta! Thank you very much. I have I've developed a very uh, intense. I'm afraid that I'm gonna get a stroke. I don't know why. I just I'm really scared. But it's I don't like it because that means I'm gonna have to stop using my uh, my favorite cologne, uh, Burnt Toast by Ralph Lauren. I should really let it go, right? You're old, so you laughed at it. Are you afraid of getting a stroke? <laughs> oh man, I didn't expect that to come out of my mouth, but it did. Um. I don't get it. They call a, they call it. Cherries don't bleed when you pop them, <laughs> right? I think we should change the name, you know, because we should make it more realistic. Because they don't. I think when you're breaking a hymen, we should just call it what it really looks like: melting a red crayon. I think that's what we should term it. Just let the visual sink in. <laughs> This is fun. I um oh the first time my my um my mother told me to never do drugs, I misheard her. I thought she said to never do trucks. So to this day I've never been on a truck, but I do have a crippling meth addiction. So I don't know why you're laughing, I'm scratching myself. So it's real. I'm just kidding. I don't have a meth addiction. I have a fucking cocaine addiction. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm hyper. I don't move around that much on stage. I'm getting used to that. Um, I, uh, whenever I'm in a toilet stall and I'm pooping in a stall and somebody decides to use the one next to mine, I just start confessing my sins to them. You know? Just like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. As soon as I saw you walk in, I wanted to slaughter the shit out of you. Because why would you choose a stall next to mine? Like, why would you do that? Like, that's like choosing the stairs when there's like a perfectly good escalator right there. It's like, this, this, what are you trying to prove here? You're just, you're hurting yourself. You know your body just wants a nice isolated stall. It doesn't want to be next to mine where you can like hear me plop and shit. Like, that's not what you want from this. So forgive me, Father, I have sinned, but... I feel like by you choosing that stall, you have also sinned. This is like worse than you touching kids. Like literally, you should like forgive, for, ask for forgiveness for this. All right, that bit didn't work. Fuck it. Uh, shout out to Staplers for helping me keep my shit together. Staplers. Paper clips are cool too. Rubber bands are cool too, but those two, like rubber bands, they snap, paper clips, they slip, like staplers commit, you know? I like staplers. Um, all right, I'll do this one. I, uh, I like superheroes, but I feel like they could be a little too demeaning sometimes more than motivating, like like Daredevil, he's blind, and I feel like he's just telling blind people, hey, I'm a ninja, what's your excuse, you know? Like, honestly, like I'm, I really relate to Daredevil, I really like Daredevil though, I relate to his origin story very much. Um, if you don't know it, he is a kid, and he gets radioactive material falls 
on his head and he gets blind and what happens is he like freaks out he's like oh my god i'm blind and he goes home to his dad he rushes to his dad he grabs his dad like dad i'm blind i can't see dad i can't see and that reaction is very similar to the reaction i had the first time i saw my dick when it was circumcised when i was 10 years old uh, i was circumcised at 10 years old that's not the right time to be circumcised. Because at that point, you already have a relationship. Like, you know, you're not sure what it's going to do, but you know what it looks like. And out of nowhere, you're like, oh, like, there, I didn't know there was a B-side to the dick. You know, like, there's going to be a whole other, you cut off the top of it, like, it's there. So I literally, like, freaked out. I, I went, I went to my dad. I was like, dad, my dick, I can't pee. I can't, I was afraid to pee. I was really afraid. I thought I was going to fall off or something. I was afraid to use it. But thank you, everybody, for your time. And it's been a Chris Vialda! Yay! I have one, I have a comment before you get down there. You're, the, the pooping confessions is a really good premise, but it, it I don't, and I don't know why it doesn't pay off. I would start with, because it's a really funny premise, give your own confession when you get in there, and then kind of um, see where you go from there. I think you also turned the microphone off just now. There we go. Uh -oh. yeah. yeah! Thank you so much for doing that. Does anyone else have any comments? Mm -hmm. being annoyed by somebody. Yeah. So you could play with that. Cool. Right, right. Um, then I, I was thinking your way into the stuff about the circumcision, which is interesting stuff that you could do a lot with, is a, it's, it's kind of a weird way to end. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you'd call yourself like a bathroom Catholic or something. Or that's maybe good. That's a bathroom Catholic. Oh. You know what? Then that's really nice. To somebody stand next to me and entertain myself, I confess my sins to them. That's yeah, good. I, and, yeah. and bathroom Catholic's really good because you're using assonance, which is rhyming vowel sounds in the middle of the word. So bathroom Catholic. That just yeah. sounds, it's just funny, like linguistically. It's true. Right? You're, the, the ass Poems. sounds. Yeah, no, it's good. Good. And there's a callback to your circumcision in there. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> Thank you. Everybody. Yay, Chris Vialta! Yay! It's a really good premise. You're an ex-comedian. Don't let her scare you like my old ballet teacher. Uh, you, you, you really, you really do look great. Oh, my microphone's being. I'm sorry, Pam. Hey, but it's all good. Everybody, Allison Hooker. And they trying to shoot. I can smack your ass with the ruler. By the way. I, I came from work, so I'm dressed like this because of that, not because I'm a ballerina. Um, but you know what? They weren't, she wasn't smacking you because you're fat. It's because your booty sticks out. I was never allowed to do ballet either. They're like, put your ass in. I was like, this is where my ass is. It doesn't go in. This is where it is. This is it. This is shape. Anyways. I went to a music festival last weekend. You guys like those? Yeah? Nice. Yeah, there were no dogs uh, allowed unless they were service animals. So there were only like 110,000 dogs there. <laughs> At one point, this girl walks by me and she had this little teeny tiny miniature chihuahua. It fit in one of her hands and it was so inbred, it was like shivering all over. And I was like, wow, that is literally the most helpless creature on planet Earth. <laughs> and that is a service animal. It's like, what service? But uh, who in here knows what trap music is? You guys know trap music? 
Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. If you like it, um, I'm not totally shitting on it. Like, if I'm really high, like, laying on a speaker, I can enjoy it. Um, but if you don't know what trap music is, it doesn't have any groove. It's just, like, a lot of really big, grand sounds constantly changing. It's like, wah, 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 Like, it kind of sounds like what it used to sound like to, like, get on the internet, you know, or send a fax. Like, I don't know how to dance to it. <laughs> but I feel like my mom, like, what is this crap? What are these kids listening to? <laughs> you know? She used to hate my music. And I'd be like, mom, what do you mean? It's bitches ain't shit but tricks and hoes. Perfect timing. <laughs> but at least I had a groove, you know? It's not just accosting you. But I think, like, whatever music was coming out around the same time that you were about to lose your virginity, you love that music for life. You know what I mean? Like, I'll hear it, and I'm just, it's like, move, bitch, get out the way. I'm like, aw. It's like romantic and nostalgic, just like summer of 2000. You know? So uh, I had a really good time at this festival. I took a bunch of different drugs and saw what happened. I call it crock-potting. Um, so I was having this amazing time, uh, and there was this guy like hanging out with some of the people I was with, and he, he came up looking all eager, and he was like, hey, do you have anything? And I was like really high, feeling really good. I was like, whatever. So I handed him some mushrooms. You guys, in like three seconds, I was flat on my face with my hands behind my back. He was an undercover cop. But don't worry, don't worry. I had a really good time in jail that night, thinking about what a loser this undercover cop is. You know, like how does he feel good about his life? He just goes home to his wife. His wife's like, Frank, how was your day? He's like, fucking awesome. <laughs> Went to this music festival. Everyone was just having a good time. There was no violence. And then I slammed this chick's face into the ground and I took her to jail because she gave me drugs that I asked for. <laughs> Sorry, your life is such a disaster, you know? And you know this guy didn't do well in the police academy. That's why he's getting sent to a music festival, right? He's probably terrified of real crime. The sergeant was like, look, I'm gonna give you a tie-dye shirt and some sequins, and you're gonna go arrest people who are too high to resist arrest. He shows up, he's like, put your hands up! People are like, oh, these are my hands? Just connected to my arms? I like it, I'm in a room full of people who have been that high before, right? I was getting taken to jail just like, oh my God, I have a body. <laughs> just, uh, but I figured out what that, or that uh, little shivering chihuahua was for. It's an undercover police dog. Just too pussy to fight real crime. But seriously, I had a really good time in uh, jail that night because there was a fax machine at the police station. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> For all I knew, I was still just like in front of the big stage, like getting down to trap music. <laughs> I was like, it's like the 17th fax came through. I was like, oh, I love that drop. <laughs> they like gave me one call. I called my best friend. I was like, dude, trap music. I get it. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you. Elephant Hawker. Really funny. Great set. Really funny story. It's great. Comments? Anybody? Quickly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, we, no, 
no, okay. Uh, no, I thought I just thought you could add a thing with it when your mom's knocking on your door about the trap. Like, like, your my mom. Like, I'm listening to trap music. My mom's knocking on the door. And I was like, Allison, do you have dial-up? I don't know. I thought you could do something like that. <laughs> I was like, why are you still using dial-up? Because you didn't make the AOL thing jo- joke. Um, and I thought like when the cop was arresting people at a music festival, you could say something like, he's arresting people, and they're like, no, sorry, I got I got in the mosh pit by mistake. No, or, or something like that. There's a mosh pit here, or yeah, I thought maybe they could. Clap wildly, everybody. Allison Hooker! Your next man. Uh, wow, my microphone's going in and out, and that's weird. I hear it in my... Ugh, yuck. Let me switch microphones. Switch microphones here. Uh, your next comedian. She comes far away. I don't know. I just friended her on Facebook. Clap your hands together in a slappy-like motion for Jessica Kimbriel! I know companies all Jesus Christ. I like you, but like, fuck. Um, So like, this is a think piece. It's called um, Ikea, every time, why, fuck. Um, uh, So um, here I am, don't laugh, shut up. I'm at at Ikea and I grabbed the thing I needed. Here it is, grabbed it. Please shut up, fucking shut up. You know what I'm doing, you know what I'm doing. You know my fucking goal, don't laugh. I'm pulling it down, here it is. Oh, put it in my car. Uh, cut to four hours later, I'm in my house. Four hours later, took me four hours to get up my stairs. Um, here it is, I'm a fucking feminist, I can do this shit, I don't need a fucking dude. Here's my fucking desk, I'll put it together. I'll just fucking wait. How many minutes do I have? Ugh. Just shut up, guys. Shut the fuck up. It's not funny yet. Um, why are you laughing? God damn. Um, here's my desk. I don't need a dude. I'm going to put it together. Here we go. Let's put it together. This desk of mine. Oh, shit. How do I do it with the mic? Uh, uh, we'll just pretend like my other hand is available. Whatever. Shut up. Uh, I'm, I'm putting my desk together, right, from Ikea? This is so close to my mouth. Uh, and then like the other screw. Is that a good noise for the screw? I don't know. Uh, and like I, I, I strip all the screws because like I'm like I'm a woman and I want like get it like in there strong and good. And the screws are stripped as fuck. Uh, and so like I like like five hours later my desk is almost done. I don't need a guy. I can do it myself like five hours later and I'm like fuck yeah this is strong as shit the screws are stripped as fuck but like but like this shit's and I don't it's a monument to like my feminism like it's not I don't I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna like ever like take it down so it's cool that the screws are like stripped as fuck it's fine and I have my last piece and it's Ikea's poetic as shit like your last piece always fits into your first piece. It's fucking amazing. You're like fucking poetic, like full circle as shit. Um, but every fucking time I realized my first piece was put in backwards. So the, uh, um, the two holes that this piece goes into is, is it's not available. And I realize I have to um, unscrew all of it and fucking do it all over again. 
Um, I have to. Really? You're gonna fucking you're gonna fucking do that with that's balls, by the way. I'm so good at this. Um, so IKEA, <laughs> I love IKEA. Um, this was my first time on stage, and I purposely bombed. So thank you so much for like putting up with that weird ass shit. Um, thank you so much. No feedback necessary. It's weird as fuck. And uh, thank you so much. <laughs> Jessica Gambrill, her first time. She's stripped as fuck. She took her clothes off. Just kidding. She didn't. She didn't take her clothes off. But those, I know what happens when the screws are stripped as fuck. It just doesn't work. Stripped as fuck. You're like shit all over again. Do this shit. What? You need that tiny little tool. You need the tiny tool. Everybody, Jessica Gambrill, yay! Your next comedian uh, is a champion. He did a show for an audience of four people last Friday. He was amazing and a very funny guy. Everybody, clap your hands together for Matthew Quirk. I really thought I was in like 10 more people. I wasn't prepared for uh, coming up here. Uh, so, what did I want to say? So, I like to keep things topical. Um, so uh, Nordstrom's recently came out with a pair of jeans that already have the dirt like rubbed into them, and uh, they're selling those jeans for like 400 bucks a pop. And I would just like to point out what a forward-thinking fashionista I have been all these years. Cutting edge. Uh, drink it in. This is just. Yeah, so suddenly my wardrobe is worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's fucking great. It's great. Uh, yeah, so uh, before someone was talking about some, uh, some bathroom issues, and I, I've, got, I've got some bathroom stuff to talk about, because apparently like where trannies go to the bathroom is you know, back in the news. And I just got to say, have these people just been holding it this whole time? What's the deal? I'll wait. I got like three and a half more minutes for that joke to sink in. I'm cool with it. So I got to say, though, as an originalist, uh, I know that if any of the founding fathers were to look on this situation, they would just be like, indoor plumbing? Holy. They'd be like, you know, this is saving you from cholera, right? This whole fucking issue. Yeah. Uh, So actually, I work in plumbing. That's why I'm dressed accordingly. And uh, I got to tell you that all toilets are the same. They're all exactly the same. Nothing. I'll just move along. Well, if I have to explain it. You know, I was going to come up here and say, since we only got four minutes, just give me comments. I won't do material. And now... Now I, now I, now I went, wish I went for comments and not... That material. Uh, amazing, yeah. Tell you what, though, I, I got to say, you know, with gentrification in this city, you know, I didn't really mind it so much when it was just brown people being driven out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it real. But now, now it's gotten to the point where all the... <laughs> I have, to, I have to move on. Now it's getting to the point where all the cool-ass white people are getting driven out of here. 
And all the cool ass white shit I used to do is just no fucking fun anymore. I mean, the way that fucking Mary Jane has been besmirched by fucking 420 is just an insult to me. I mean, 420 is so fucking played out. It's just, it's not even 1990 late. It's fucking 1980 late, man. That saying is just so past tense. It's not cool anymore. It's not hip. It's not dangerous. It's just fucking shit up. And the How Weird Festival... Fucking how lame, man. That shit used to be interesting. Now it's just like, you know, hey, look, I'm a dude in a tutu. How weird. You know, it's just, it's lost all its creativity. And that's probably, that's probably my minute. All right, thank you. Matthew Quirk, being hilarious, yay. Um, I, I, first of all, really like your joke. All toilets are the same. I wasn't out here to laugh. I was in the toilet, but it's really funny. Thank you. These people um, didn't like it. I, I like it. Um, the joke that you had at the very beginning about your clothes are cool again yeah. is funny, but you should bring up like Levi's because old, really old Levi's are so in style that you could be selling your old Levi's on Etsy and making a ton of money. <laughs> you could be. It's actually I'll, a career I'll look move. into that, actually, a career, <laughs> as a career move. I don't think you have to elaborate much after your brown people joke with regards to gentrification that, boom, hipsters are now leaving, getting pressed out, and you can end it there, and that's enough. And as far as toilets, give us examples. Like, all toilets are the same, whether you're snipped, tucked, or, you know, those type of metaphors, they all flush down, or something like that. So that'll give that joke more punch at the end of the toilet. Thank you. All P is yellow. Everybody clap wildly for Matthew Quirk. Your next comedian has a name that I'm going to butcher, and you're going to clap for him anyways. Everybody clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for Shereya Shelty. Thank you. You did butcher it off. Um, this is my first time, not here, but on stage. Okay. So, if I stammer, that's part of the act. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm almost about to pee myself, so if you see water somewhere, it's just part of the act as well. Um, my name is Shreyas. Um, any questions? Yeah, I generally have to repeat the same statement again. My name is Shreyas. My name is Shreyas. Uh, if people don't ask me questions, uh, I feel they don't really care about my name, so thank you. <laughs> um, I'm 25 years old. Any questions? <laughs> um, the new app, Tinder, right? <laughs> go on dates, a lot of blind dates, um, and, um, and I love the sense of humor of American people, you know, I really do, because uh, I go on these blind dates, and uh, they're these young girls always, right, 21, I'm assuming, but uh, young girls always, and uh, they generally have, they come up to me, they look at me, and they're like, oh my god, you look like my dad's age, so funny. So fun. Seriously. You guys have a great sense of humor. I like it. 
Um, I'm Indian. <laughs> I have to say that when I'm in mission, though. No. <laughs> uh, anyone know about India? <laughs> A little bit, right? Yeah, we've not been invaded yet, so it's time. <laughs> this time. Um, by you guys, I mean. <laughs> you guys are close, but not yet. Um, we are one billion people in as much space as Texas. So, <laughs> so you can imagine how our train rides are, right? We are pretty much... My stop. Can I leave, please? <laughs> um, so if you're short, you're pretty much... So, you know, we get very intimate, and um, our trains are generally uh, divided into um, men's compartment and women's compartment. So all men travel together, very close to each other. And I really wonder why it's still a crime to be gay in India. <laughs> Thank you, uh, that's all I had. And my name is Shreyas. <laughs> Shreyas, yay! It's first time ever! It's a big, it's a big day of everybody popping their cherries, although we agree with what Chris said earlier about the cherry popping. Uh, so I, I really like that, uh, that part at the beginning where you said it's your first time and then the punchline was that uh, that's part of your act. Uh -huh. um, you can make it more specific and more, um, uh, a little bit uh, more explicit if you say uh, that's, been my, that's been a part of my act for a while. <laughs> You know, and then it lets people know that specifically it's not your first time. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay, cool. I, I got it. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, Thank Cheers, yay! yay. On another note, samosas are my desert island food. You're next. I can eat samosas forever. You're next comedian, super funny guy. Uh, he's going to be famous someday, so remember his name. Uh, everybody, put your hands together for Joey Avery. Oh, yeah, a lot of first timers here tonight, huh? Guys trying to get in on all this sweet comedy money that's flying around here. Fuck yeah, going to IPO or whatever. Um, this is sick. I, uh, I'm, I'm happy that I'm a grown-up. I like that. But uh, there's some things that I miss about being a kid. Like, you know, what I loved when I was a kid is that everything you do is so impressive. Like, everything's so exciting. You, like, smile, you laugh, you throw a ball. Everyone's excited. I remember the first time I took a shit in a toilet. The woman who was watching me that day saran-wrapped it and preserved it until my mother got home. And then she looked at that turd with pride. Do you know how amazing that is? Like, I will never get to experience anything like that the rest of my life. That doesn't happen to any adults. I don't care if you're royal, okay? If you're the queen of England, no one wants to see your Yorkshire pudding shits, okay? It doesn't matter. There's nothing you can... No, nothing is ever as cool as when you're a kid. Even everything you see is impressive. Like, if I was a kid and I saw a fire truck or a train, I was deeply fulfilled. Like, I slept easier and more proud on those nights than anything I've done since. 
I remember the first time I tucked my penis between my legs and made a mangina. It was the greatest gift that I'd ever received. I was like, now I can look at vaginas all day. I don't have to go. And I liked looking at I was seven years old, and I liked looking at vaginas because I had a neighbor my age who had one. And when we would go swimming, she would leave it out. And I knew that I liked looking at it, and I thought, this is great. I never have to travel again. I can see this from the comfort of my own home. Um... Yes, it's a good day. But being an adult's better. You get to do more things. You get to have sex. You know, that's I've always maintained that that feels good. People like that. Um, having sex is uh, it's a privilege that's reserved for very few children. Uh, it's mostly a mostly an adult mostly an adult treat, and I and I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I've always supported that stance. Uh, <laughs> You can tell it's made for adults because what what is adult entertainment, right? It's not like a heady heady film with socio-political commentary. It's just people fucking, right? That's adult entertainment, which is kind of hilarious because it will never be as entertaining to me as an adult as it was when I was 12 years old. That was the most exciting time to watch porn. It was truly amazing. Now it's like a spare tire. Like, it's not entertaining. It'll get me where I need to go, you know? Like, and it's important that I get places I like to drive my car every day. Um, what else is going on? Matthew's talking about transsexuals. That's a, it's an interesting community right now. I think they, they, they face a lot of political challenges. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of... They're still fighting for a lot of rights, um, and it's something that you see, and something that in San Francisco we support. But I think it's important to keep in mind not only the challenges that that community faces, but also uh, the advantages that they have. Because uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a male-to-female transsexual uh, wearing a pair of leggings, but I implore you to find a natural-born woman that can compete with that ass. All right, it's not pot. When you can squat 350 and wear a pair of pumps, no one's touching that ass game, okay? It's a fucking fact. All right, uh, that's it for me. Thank you, guys. Joey Avery, looking at man ass. Uh, for anyone who wants to know, the score is 46 to 31. Warriors are ahead. We're in the second quarter. There's 636 left in the game. Your next comedian is Cece Whittle. Hello, everybody. So it's so great to see some women comics coming up. You know, we've achieved equal pay in San Francisco. Yeah. You know, 70% of zero is still zero. So welcome. So I've been doing a lot of Trump jokes, but I'm getting sick of them, you know? I think uh, because they're so negative, you know? Maybe we ought to emphasize the positive aspects of Donald Trump now, you know? He's trying, very trying. (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, so I went to Iceland last month, and I have to tell you about it. My God, it's a fabulous place. Those people are so tough. There was one village and the volcano went off and the lava started pouring toward it. They fought back with fire hoses and it cooled the lava and it went off in the other direction. Those 
people are really tough. <laughs> um, but I got to tell you, in Reykjavik, they have this new museum. It's the Philology Museum. It is the Penis Museum. <laughs> this guy has been collecting penises all of his life. And so it's like the ultimate sausage fest. You know, it, it was like going into an organic pickle shop. I, I mean, Lorena Bobbitt would have been thrilled. <laughs> you guys don't know who Lorena Bobbitt is, all right. Um, so uh, I, I went, of course, I mean, because what is sexier than bottles of penises in formaldehyde, right? <laughs> it was truly amazing. There were fox penises and bear penises and whale penises and mouse penises. It was incredible. Um, the only thing that was missing, however, was a human specimen. <laughs> so there were these two guys who were competing to be the first human specimen in the museum. And one guy was so eager, he was willing to donate it in his lifetime. They committed him to a mental institution. <laughs> but then this other guy died, and so his specimen is in the museum. Um, but, you know, I have to be honest, none of those dead penises really turned me on. But there was a picture. <laughs> a picture of a guy who is living today and has truly the biggest penis I have ever seen in my entire life. I mean, if he wants it to be fully sheathed, he's going to have to marry a horse. Uh, and it, the, I mean, all of the women who came to the museum were attracted to this photograph, and we were just standing around in awe. I mean, it was amazing. Okay. Um, so if you go to Reykjavik, you got to go to the Penis Museum. <laughs> so anybody here do yoga? Not a soul. Matthew, you do yoga. What's your favorite pose? Shavasana. Me too. I do power shavasana. That's corpse pose, folks. You just lie there. You don't do anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have a, a yoga teacher, and she's a piece of work. She drives a Hummer, and she's in favor of global warming because then she won't have to heat her studio for hot yoga. But she, the thing that I find most annoying is she'll say, now, exhale completely and fully. Don't you only do that once in a lifetime? Isn't that called dying? Yeah, right, okay. Um, well, uh, let me close with this. Uh, so everybody's talking about transgender bathrooms. You brought it up, Matthew. I do not understand the brouhaha. The only thing we really need is laws to keep Catholic priests away from little boys. Right. Okay, I'm Cece Whittle. Cece Whittle went to Iceland. Cece Whittle went to Iceland. I can do, there's no comments, there's no time, but I'm doing my Björk voice because I can talk like Björk. Your next comedian, I can't pronounce his name very well because I'm from Reykjavik and it is hard to say. Your next comedian is Sorab Sidhu. Yay! And they know it. I'll
You nailed it, by the way. Thank you. Nailed it. Woo! So, I have some good news, guys. I have some good news to share. My my wife and I are expecting a child. Oh. And we've uh, decided to proceed with the abortion. You, you guys thought I was done. I wasn't done. Let's try that again. Uh, my my wife and I are expecting a child, and we're gonna keep it until we can find a buyer on the black market. Babies are expensive. All right, no, we're having a child. We're keeping it. We're not selling it, despite my objections. Um. People keep congratulating us because we're having a child. Uh, they come up to us, hey, congratulations! And I, I, I guess I get it. I mean, we're, we're creating life, but to, to some extent, I feel like context matters. I mean, how do they know how we feel about the pregnancy? Um, you know, wording is important there. I feel like some of that's on us. Instead of saying we're pregnant, what if I had said, guys, I have some news. It's, I wouldn't call it good news. Um, how do I put this? Uh, a while back, I ejaculated into my wife's vagina, and then a few weeks later, we were both really sad. <laughs> a little scared. <laughs> Sex is more difficult with my wife now. It was a lot easier when just one of us had the body of a pregnant woman. <laughs> now it's like uh, two NBA players who are just congratulating each other a lot. Our bellies keep slapping up against each other like two rams who are in heat. I mean, I feel like my belly was here first. I got squatter's rights. That baby needs to go. Uh, We're having a girl. Did I mention that? We're having a girl. I was super disappointed. I wanted a boy. I did. I wanted a boy. I wanted a boy. It's not because... uh, Women are the worst gender, actually quite opposite. <laughs> women, 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 are, women are kinder, uh, they're more intelligent, they smell better, and it's all because they lack a penis. It's true. I love my penis, I love it. We've had some good times together. I don't even need anybody else, just me and my penis. We do like a daily fight club. It's just us guys hanging out. And, uh, but he's a, he's a mean, dumb, smelly son of a bitch. And I'm, I'm, I'm worse off for, for knowing him. So, so it's not because women are the worst gender. They are by far the better gender. It's because the world is a scarier place for women than it is for men these days. Um, it is. It's a scarier place for women than it is for men these days. And to prove that, here's a three-step guide on how to raise a boy in this world. Are you ready? Future parents, current parents. Okay, here we go. Step number one, teach them not to rape anyone. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people skip out on this step and they regret it later. They do, they do. So step, step number one, teach them not to rape anyone. Step number two is the same as step number three because you're done. That's it. <laughs> teach them not to rape anyone and send them out into the world. Don't rape anybody, and we'll see you at Thanksgiving. Love you. Bye. Mwah. Love you. Get out there. You're indestructible. 
All right, thanks, guys. You guys have been great. Yay! What a great set from So Rob Sidhu. Yay! Yay! You're really funny. I'm come back in again. Your next comedian. Uh, we're gonna move through it real quick. Ken Suzuki. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so it's May 8th. Are we done naming stupid holidays off the dates and the years? <laughs> the fuck? Oh, May 4th. Terrible pun, by the way. May the 4th be with you. March is like International Pie Day. P.I. Woo. And then, like, what the fuck? It was May 7th, 2005. Fuck International Haiku Day. It comes once every 100 years. 1905, 2005, 2105. God, it's the other things I hate, all right? Whoever's telling you to do what you love is full of shit. That whoever, that, if anybody gives you that piece of advice, they're only trying to deprive you of the joy of discovering hate fucking. <laughs> I had a frustrating weekend, I did. She made me wear the condom, guys. And you know what that means, right? No anal for you tonight, boy! Yeah, if you want to come inside me and not spend $300 on that abortion fee, you better put on this bag that's going to overflow in your dick and make it all sticky and gross. You know, because when you come, like, it backwashes. And it ends up, like, it's never clean. It's never clean, is what I'm saying. Uh, keeping it short, I only had four jokes to do anyway. Uh, but not all things were bad. Not everything was bad. Uh, I went to a Chinese restaurant the other day, and boy, do they taste delicious. No, seriously, I was on the fence when it came to cannibalism, but who knew nothing tastes better than this spilled blood of innocent chinks. I mean, really, delicious. And they say that every new meat will taste like chicken. They do not. They do not taste like chicken. Tastes like General Tso's chicken. Looking for generic stereotype. Um, that's all I wanted to work on. I tag my joke about cannibalism and uh, anal. That's the uh, that's um, so um, everybody can die. Thank you. Cannibalism and anal, hooray! Yay! Your last comedian of the night. He's gonna be a whopper. Could put your hands together for Chris Armijo. I figured I just got here late, so I was just like, I was just gonna hang. But okay, um, no, uh, what was my, okay. No, I, I, I'm Spanish, but you know what the thing is? I do not speak Spanish at all. Like, I, I cannot do, like, this is me asking to use the bathroom. This is, uh, it's just me going, El Baño? Que El Baño? Que es El Baño? Como es El Baño? Donde? Donde es? Feliz Navidad! And yes, somebody speaks Spanish. No, no, that basically the translation of that is like bathroom. What bathroom? What is bathroom? How is bathroom? Uh, where is? Where is? Merry Christmas. That's that's me. Yeah, that's the translation of me asking for a, for how do you, where's the bathroom is in Spanish. I thought it was funny, but anyway, um, the uh, Netflix is weird. I had like uh, it it suggests like things for you to watch, but I no, don't believe 
why they suggest things sometimes. Like, uh, you know, I, it's true. I might want to watch Friends or uh, How I Met Your Mother, but I don't believe they, they think that because I watched uh, The Shining. That doesn't really, that doesn't, sometimes they make, 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 uh, make jumps like that. Um, I, uh, like, I, I, I might want to watch Gilmore Girls or Family Guy, but I don't think it's because I watched Human Centipede one time. I, it makes me think, like, there's a really interesting freaking, uh, there's a really interesting episode of Gilmore Girls I missed. Uh, is it like, like, oh, this, yeah, this one's a classic. This is the one where Rory got her, uh, got her mouth uh, sewn to Jesse's butt. This is, uh, yeah, you should check out this one. Okay. Hmm. Uh, it, it's it's funny if you think if you don't think about it actually okay um no I had a I have a friend like they tr they drug test for every they drug for test for everything now like every job you, is there a job you can get without being drug tested like I I had a I had a friend that even like tried to get a job in finance and they drug tested him and I was like why are they trying to check if you're on cocaine like I'm just like I I know a few people in finance I was under the impression that it was a requirement like I I uh, like, I, what is that in, like, is, are they going to call her back in and be like, hey, uh, hey, there's a problem with your drug test. You tested, uh, you tested clean. Uh, you, uh, you, yeah, we expect you to be well into your drug habit. And it, I, don't, Adderall's not going to cut it, all right? You, if you're going to, you're going to, you've, if you want to succeed in douchebag and gamble, you've got to be, yeah. But anyway. So, um, Jesus, okay. I didn't kill the four minutes with that one. Um, um, what, what? Oh, I'll try this one. Okay, um, no, I I watch reality shows. I like reality shows sometimes. I, uh, the, but there's uh, I. Anybody seen Tiny Houses? Tiny Houses. I see. Yeah, I um, I watch it, and I can't stand the people on it. You know, there there there's constantly like. Well, I should tell you the premise of the show. The premise of the show is, you know, a real estate agent goes and shows people tiny houses. It's pretty self-explanatory. But I can't stand the people on the show. They uh, they're constantly like, oh. The bathroom is so small. Oh, the bedroom is so small. Oh, the kitchen is so small. It's like, what part of fucking tiny houses didn't you understand? It's like, uh, I thought, I thought, I just thought the outside was going to be tiny. I thought. <laughs> they, they think they're real estate ag agents, Doctor Who, or something. I don't know. All right, that, that's my time. Chris Armio, everyone. Yay. Hey, we did it, everybody. The second quarter isn't even over yet. I get to get to the bar before halftime. Thank you all so much for dealing with my schedule. Thank you all for being here. Usually we give really great comments and I really give a shit. Just not tonight. Bye. Niggas, I know that we some savages. Posted on the end of this note. That is cracking. You ain't with it. Posted with my Uzi. Make it spit in the... Claim you were opposition, yeah, you on the block, rolling up with the Glock, I know you got like my stick, drinking on the lean, I You're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no, no, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, 
I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You 
stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> ST FAP Acid and fapping, fapping and acid Acid fapping, fapping and acid Fap, 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 And I cannot get close to thee Our life is ruled by enmity And I can't weaken that The only way that I can see Is to hold you close to me Love you for it's meant to be I weaken your attack Everything was looking down to you What was good was up from under Until black that awful tender Came and popped my sense of wonder All at once all eyes turned at him Leaving me an unwatched body and it sagged my body's ribcage Out from under Ogler's study Black was decomposing quickly This was found offensive to me His disrespect for life's proprieties Made me scared he would destroy me Black, you are my enemy And I cannot get close to thee our life is ruled by enmity, and I can't weaken that. The only way that I can see is to hold you close to me, to love you for it's meant to be. I weaken your attack. So I thought I'd try to cut him, try to force him beneath my level. The only way to equal to him Would be hit him with a shovel But to really rise above him That would be the final evil So instead I asked the sucker If he'd care to see my rooms And as a friend and as a comrade And all the things that these implied Made him leave what it was that he had Used to keep us alive Black you are my enemy And I cannot get close to thee Our life is ruled by enmity And I can't weaken that The only way that I can see Is to hold you close to me To love you for it's meant to be Now black and I, we are together Fairly just inseparable And in the terriblest of weather Our bond is incorruptible 
black you are Miami And I cannot get close to thee Our life is ruled by enmity And I can't weaken that The only way that I can see Is to hold you close to me To love you for is meant to be I weaken your attack
Please don't leave me anymore, darling Partings are so sad, my dear For you're the only one that I love, darling Can't you tell that I'm sincere? We were happy once, my dear Happy as could be And now that we have things patched up Just stay here with me And love me as you have before, darling For I'm so in love with you
Throw it all away You know you have to fool 